This Wicked Way Comes is a work of fiction that includes adult themes, language, and subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to all you beautiful people out there in the radio wasteland. It's me, your good pal and best gal, DJ Cash Vile. First up, this week's episode is brought to you all by Doc Cassidy's Canine Grease. Need to grease up your canine? Thought about turning your dog into a furry slip and slide? Doc Cassidy's got you covered seven ways from Saturday. Doc Cassidy's Canine Grease. Keep them canines greasy. So walk out among the fallout with me, boys and girls, and snuggle up to your stereo. Keep your fingers off that dial and let's make beautiful music together. I want to play us a song, a song of hope, the ballad of a pair of angels of the white sage, a tale of love and burden across the waste. Come with me, survivors of Radioland. Let's give in, let go, and try our hand at hope. So close your eyes, duck and cover, and get ready for this week's episode of This Wicked Way Comes, featuring those virulent Valkyries of violence, Maris and Warble of the Wasteland. Riding all day, intent on delivering a package to a gunmaker in Root Bay. It is an unremarkable trip, but when you arrive, the town is gone, dried up and sand-soaked, same as the pond that gave it its name. The air is stark, so quiet that the only thing you could hear there were the flies tangled in your hair and each of you cursing their short vampire lives. With no debate, you agree, fuck this, and press on to the next town. Escalante Lake. You've stopped on 100 Hill overlooking the town. The hill is a popular spot to camp once the town's gates have closed for the night. You relax, hobble the horses, and lash up a tarp under a stark white tree for cover. People mill about, set up camp, come by to talk. You share the last of your water in return for a half bottle of sour wine that you, in turn, let disappear into a dirt-crusted old man whose possessions are stacked in a rickshaw with bulbous yellow tires for moving over the sand. From your tent, you see the lamplights in town twinkle and fade as their oil runs dry. Above you, the Milky Way stretches on for eternity, and out of the dark several more travelers drift and settle quietly among the sleeping bodies. No one fucks with you. You get the impression they know better here. In the morning, your horses are reduced to a heap and already stinking. Their lips are stained blue, and their tongues hang out of their mouths, swollen double in size, pressing against their teeth. Fat flies swarm the corpses. They hover lazily and bump into you drunk on whatever liquid horse flesh they've glutted themselves on. Near them, you see nibble marks in an unnaturally blue root that probes out from between the desperate claws of the white tree. It smells sweet. The old man offers to empty his cart and taxi you to town for a modest barter, but even carrying your saddlebags, it's not far to walk. What do we do? So the horses are dead? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought they were at first, but then I thought maybe they were like drunk on tree root or something. No, the flies were drunk on the horses. The flies were drunk on the horses. The flies ate and drank the horses and then were drunk or just... Or about to 
diet themselves from. Yeah, or just happy and fat and full of horse. Oof. So this old man has said, I can take you to town. Yeah, he's he's the one with who we gave some wine before. Yep, like well, all well, of it. Yeah, well, I'll take a ride from him. Okay. You know, Maris and Warble thought he was worth and given their wine away to. And mm-hmm. I trust I trust them. Yeah, so you've almost paid, Basically paid, paid, them for paid for this ride up front. So he empties out a majority of his possessions from the rickshaw. You guys hop in. The sun has come up now. It's morning. People are starting to move down to the town in like a big kind of procession towards the open town gates. You guys ride through them, almost like royalty. But this dude is like huffing and and, and wheezing. Why don't you take a moment to describe what Maris and Warble look like? Maris has got, well, I think they're twins, so they look quite similar. Naturally, they both have dark hair. They're kind of dark-skinned. Sort of ethnically ambiguous, but it could just be the sun and the tans that that they've acquired from from life in the desert. Maris has long, dark hair. She keeps it in a low pony or braid, like, out of her face. It's greasy, some dandruff. You know, she's not not getting a lot of uh, spa time in, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Warble, however, does take some care with her appearance. Uh, She's... She's more fun. So she's got like a blue streak in her hair. Her hair is messy, uh, rats nesty. She changes it up occasionally. Right now it's blue. And she has a um, penchant for fun t-shirts when she when she can find them. Smiley faces or like nasty woman or, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever, whatever she happens to find ar- archives of the right. past. And then she's also wearing what? Shorts and stockings? Yeah, she's wearing like shorts and, and stockings. She's got a wolf on her head, like the top half of a wolf. That, that's, that's, like, that's her hat. What I added there was that she has like the wolf head and then a cape. Mm-hmm. And that's like, she can like wrap herself wrap in. Wrap herself up in it. But since, okay. but since she has that, that battle move where she can basically like throw it off and like run in half naked and mm. and beat the shit out of people. Yeah. So yeah. while she's got the wolf cape on, she has one armor. Mm-hmm. And if she basically strips down to nearly nothing, she gets two armor. Hey, <laughs> She is not to be trifled with. No. So there will be a lot of bare best bare breasted battles, <laughs> I presume. <laughs> yeah. Maris, on the other hand, as was kind of already indicated, she's a lot more subdued, so her clothing is more desert brownish. It's all scavenged. Neither of them have anything military style. She's got she's got a nice scarf though. It's got a little pop of color, but I think maybe the scarf was given to her by by Warble, and she uses it, but it's not quite her her taste. It's not quite her, but she feels obligated to wear it. Yeah, yeah. It's a blue scarf. Also blue. She has an eye patch. She wears work pants, uh, lots of belts and, and packs and things on her so that she can access her tools and any useful items. Um, so she looks like a Marvel character from the 90s? from the 90s uh, sorry i don't know the reference <laughs> <laughs> that's fine okay um, we'll say she has less pouches than less pouches and supplies than a marvel character from the 90s okay <laughs> yeah i don't want her to be too uh, encumbered by them right but, okay yeah. <laughs> and and you you stress that they're not wearing like military stuff they look yeah. pretty kind of yeah it's just normal, like normal yeah like or, you know, it's all scavenged, and I imagine you could scavenge military-grade like equipment around the way, but uh, I just don't think that that's quite 
them or they haven't come across anything that they yeah would you think that like based on their not i don't want to say their personal taste but they've just never found a use for military grade gear like maybe they've had it before but it just seems too cumbersome to wear regularly yeah i think they found it too cumbersome and also they just don't sympathize i guess with that lifestyle they're not into that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like militarism yeah so or like the rem- you know what or the remnants of militarism mm-hmm. we'll say yeah yeah so I mean I'm sure there are groups around that have that, that have embraced that more, but it's it's not it's not them, and they dislike those groups. So mm. that's it's not they don't want to project to that. And yeah, and it's it's been cumbersome. Cool, I love it. So uh, you find the man's name is Horace, and he is very crusty and very dirty. He's not terribly off-putting. He doesn't smell horrible. He's just crusty. But he's, you presume he's lived a long time on his own, uh, coming into town regularly to trade, but not... But I mean, he slept out of town last night. Yeah. And and you said he left his stuff there. Yeah. He explains to you that he doesn't like staying in town, so he he will actually go to trade and then come in and out and stay on 100 Hill. You should be taking notes. Or it would be good to take notes. I, I sort of wanted to, but I was afraid that the scratching was Don't worry be about that. too. There are certain things we can't do anything about, but to play the game, you need to take notes. So it'll just be better if you... Yeah, so his name's Horace. And what's the name of the town again? Escalante Lake. And the town that we uh, bypassed? Root Bay. Root. Now you, and you've done that trip multiple times, mm-hmm. going from... Root Bay to Escalante Lake, and then on through to the next town, which is named Soronado. But you don't have to worry about that right now. But you're familiar with this area. Okay. You've been to 100 Hill before. It's not foreign to -hmm. you. But Um, I let my horses eat that fucking root? You've never seen one of those roots before. Oh, okay. That's a new development. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, or I, we, we let our horses eat that. Mm Mm-hmm. So Horace is taking you into town, and you're passing. Mm-hmm. You're about to pass under the gate of town, and it's a kind of garbage-made wall, essentially, made out of just whatever's around. And there are multiple people on the wall, in fact, working on it mm-hmm. and reinforcing it, we'll say, or doing repairs. And they're all sitting on swings that hang from the top of the uh, wall, like they're. They're basically sitting on platforms that are about the size of a a swing that are lashed to the top of the wall and then extend down to whatever position they need to be in. Sort of like window washers, but... Yeah, but with rope and and planks of... Smaller. Garbage. Very small and, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) surrounded by garbage instead of windows. Yeah, and and singular for one person each. And as you're passing through the gates, you're about to, like, disappear into town. And one of them looks up and makes eye contact with a worker. Who who would that be? Who do you think would be looking up at the wall as you go underneath it? Oh, one of me? Warble. Okay, so Warble looks up and she sees a, a woman working on the wall wearing, like, a welding mask using a, blow, a blowtorch. As you're about to kind of disappear under, the woman sees you and she lifts up her mask and kind of... Just waves at you and waves at you and smiles and then yeah. you pass. And I wave back and I smile, but very cheerfully. Y- yeah, and that all happens within like a second of yeah. you going in. So We're just you, you like on our way in. Hey, you basically can make half a wave mm-hmm. before you disappear into town. What stands out about town? You know, you've come down basically like a, a dirty sandy hill and gone into town. 
Mm-hmm. And you know beyond the town is uh, the lake that gives the town its name, a uh, water source. Does anything in particular stand out as you pass? Say you've been here multiple times before. What's mm-hmm. But something's different this time. What's yeah. What's new? Well, I imagine maybe people are sick. The way that, you know, the tree was sick. So mm-hmm. some, some something's come to town that's not, that's impacting the environment and people's health in some way. So you'd say the crowds might be thinner than you would have expected previous? Yeah, yeah. And more people are, yeah. I don't know, what other indications would there be that people are sick? I mean, there very well could be people just like lying in the street. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was how, thinking how like maybe, well, I mean, it happened to the horses overnight. So like, I would think maybe there's even like a pile of dead somewhere. Cool. I'm going to try and not get like super excited when you say something that I really like. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to try and do like a deadpan delivery, but that's... You, you like that? That's good stuff. <laughs> so you go into town and Horace is kind of bringing you through um, the streets. He's not... You, you haven't given him a destination. He's just kind of naturally making a beeline for the market, which is near mm-hmm. the town square. As you're going past the, the pile of bodies, he says, he says like, oh, geez, it's even bigger than last time. Samaris... Uh, replies and she says uh, what <laughs> I wanted to make a joke the first time I used their voice do it do it what's the joke <laughs> like oh blimey governor blah, blah, blah. and I wanted you to be like really pissed at me <laughs> like I've been working on this for weeks <laughs> uh, yeah. don't blimey yeah this is gone. That is this not gone so far off the rails. Are, no, so soon we are five no, minutes into this fucking thing. Doing a different voice. Uh, yeah, her her voice is just going to be deeper. So um, anyway, I need to to think of what I want her to say. She says. So Mar- Maris replies. She says, "How long this? How long has this been going on?" Uh, it seems people have been getting sick for the past. Uh, I'm not really good at this kind of thing. Couple of how many sleeps have you had? Bunch. Bunch. I mean, I come in and out, you know, nobody messes with my stuff when I leave it up on the hill. They know, they know that's, that's Uh, Horace's. uh, uh, All right, Horace. All right. right. Okay. Go, move it on. (laughs) Market, right? You want to go to the market? Yeah. Yeah. Market it is. Market's fine. Next step, market. (laughs) Dropping off ladies at the market. And he, uh, he brings you through town. You go, you bypass the bodies. Uh, it smells pretty intense. Um, there are... There's like a, a dudes with a cart who are loading the bodies in, presumably to take them somewhere else, anywhere else really, than within the town gates. You're not quite sure if these are the dead from overnight or if this is like a time's worth. Um, yeah, like a week's worth of, of dead. Just or, dead people you know, like laying like out in the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not made especially clear. And no one's really talking about it. A lot and of people it all see- smells, so yeah. it's not, it's not, it's, pretty... it's not easy to gauge because there, it's the desert and it's hot. Yeah, so. and it's a pretty intense smell. To the point that it's even, like, kind of insane to the both of you that there is a pile of dead, mm-hmm. that they're not being a little more expedient moving it out of there. But regardless, Horace brings you kind of through. So the town, as you go through, it's basically shacks on top of shacks. They're mostly painted white, but poorly. You can see whatever kind of garbage they're made out of, like, through the paint. Like, people cared just enough to, to try and paint them. Uh, to make it a little bit more reflective in the sun. Some have balconies with, uh, there's one balcony with an old woman smoking a cigar that you pass under. My kind of lady. Yeah. 
Mar- Maris says that. <laughs> she she winks back at you mm-hmm. and ashes her cigar into your hair. <laughs> um, some of these shanks are made of pieces of cars that have been uh, stacked up. You can see uh, the shell of a Prius, in fact, that's impossibly high up. And a pair of boots are sticking out the window. And they're laying there like uh, kind of sluggishly in a way that makes you think you can hear someone snoring up there. But you're not quite sure with all of the noise in town. Over the white paint, certain areas have cool pastels, kind of pastel colors, kind of tried to paint over them or scavenged and kind of like hammered over them in order to give them some kind of flavor. It's Mm -hmm. kind of a universal theme throughout the town. The theme theme is pastels? Kind of, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like there's a lot of pastel colors. Mm -hmm. Um, So somebody found some, a palette, we'll say, of pastels. Yeah, something like that. But again, it's not enough to like completely cover anything. So you can still see like the ochre color of rust kind of peeking through uh, from behind the paint. Somewhere off in the distance, you can hear children laughing and playing. The sounds kind of light up the favela as it echoes through the the tight alleyways that as you get closer to, to town, things are getting closer together. As you can kind of tell that this town kind of started near the market and center, and as it spread out, it, things moved further apart until they put the wall up. The sounds of the children playing it sounds like they're coming closer to you uh like running running almost directly at you but they never they never arrive hmm. and you arrive at ghost the market children. yeah maybe maybe i need to say that letter ghost children <laughs> is that what warble says yes <laughs> <laughs> so uh horace brings you to the market and drops you off what do we do i forget why we're here we were bringing guns you were actually bringing we were bringing them to Root Bay. Gun parts to Root Bay. Okay. We look for uh, somebody who might be in the arms business so that we can unload our gun parts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we didn't have a contact here, but we, we've got them. So Right. And Horace, he's kind of, he's a little reluctant to let you go. He's like, you sure you don't need anything else before you get on? Meanwhile, uh, he has an empty cart and mm-hmm. all of his shit is back on 100 Hill. Yeah, he's very sweet. Um, Warble, Warble says, no thanks, man. You've done everything you can for us. And she gives him a peck on the cheek. And he, uh, well, I can't say what he does, but mm-hmm. I imagine he. He he he, he, uh, he kind of takes it with like an aw shucks. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, you see him kind of survey the area, realize he has absolutely nothing to do here. And it kind of dawns on him that you see it kind of dawn on him like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> I don't I fuck like. Yeah. And uh, like, he takes up waste, his, wasted his day. Yeah. Like driving us in. Yeah. Like, and he's sober as fuck right now. Too. <laughs> like that wine, that wine is worn off. Oh, too bad we don't have any more to send him on his way with. Yeah. So he he uh, takes his cart and he heads back out of town mm-hmm. or, or you see him make his way back. Pretty close to the same yeah, way he, he came. He, he um, turns around and we don't watch him go. Mm-hmm. So at the market, it's bustling. There's a lot of people moving around. You're you're kind of standing there just like staring at it for a minute, standing in kind of a cleared area. People are giving you a fairly wide berth as they're just like passing in in front of you. It almost is like a game of Frogger where it just feels like traffic is just moving totally without regard to you. But... Mm-hmm without involving you in it either. So the market is, uh, it's plywood, uh, it's a lot of plywood tables uh, turned gray from the weather. Everything's kind of crowded together 
and uh, leaning together. Like if you pulled one of those tables away, every item would go crashing to the ground. Like it's very uh, rickety. And as you kind of pass through looking for someone with weapons parts, people try to sell you every, everything they can. Like people are shouting and like trying to hand you stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a mass of faces. Some are laughing. Some are desperate. Some some reach out to you and, you know, they're shouting like, real silk for whatever you have. Mm-hmm. Eggs are held out in dirty hands, extended by arms attached to even dirtier people. Not quite as dirty as old Horace, but still <laughs> not looking so great. Mm-hmm. There's more of them and more of them. All are squinting as the sun uh, is blanching out everything as it crests to near noon. The alley is then lit from above and the sunlight is just stark and people are trying to hide under kind of umbrellas they've put up or any kind of means of shade they've put up over their stalls. It's it's a lot to take in after riding through the desert and seeing nothing for a, a large period of time until coming to the remnants of Root Bay. The last thing of any note you really saw out in the desert was the, the dried corpses that were kind of propped up in the buildings at Root Bay. A pious man is attempting to sell blessed water. A group of children are playing with a puppy. Some person has turtles for sale. Puppy. There are people selling salt and spices. You find an oil filter, a carburetor. An old woman is grinning gun gums, mm. all gums, no teeth, and letting people insult her for coins. <laughs> uh, War- Warble tries to tries to buy the, the turtle, but Maris stops her. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> does Warble say anything to her? Like, ple- like, what does she say? What does Warble say to Maris when Maris uh, tells her well, no? She says, ooh, and Mar- Maris just, like, pulls her back into, like, we're going this way. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right, so do we find a um, a gun dealer, arms, arms man? Yes. Mm-hmm. Come to a gentleman who, uh, he looks like he's pretty well established here. Him and a, a woman are running the stand kind of together. They both have guns at their belts, and they mostly have parts. They don't have any really. They have a couple assembled weapons, but a lot of it is parts. Mm-hmm. Um, you get so the maybe Im- maybe our parts fit with their parts. Oh 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 oh! First session. Uh, yeah, not great for radio, but I was I was making the we, the we, gesture. They, they know. Okay. They know what you were doing. Okay. <laughs> They could hear the sound of finger going into finger hole. Yes. Okay. Great. <laughs> that doesn't sound good either. This is, is this, is this bad radio? <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad podcasting. Bod, bod, bod podcasting. Bod. Bod okay. podcast. So uh, they're standing there uh, with their stuff. Uh, they're negotiating with a, a younger man who's uh, attempting to sell them a, like a hand carved handle for a pistol. Oh, nice. They're not super interested, and they they're kind of telling him like, "Go start your own business." Like, we don't have any use for accoutrement. Mm. Like, if it shoots something, call us. But if it's just a piece of wood, fuck mm. off. Mm. Uh. Well, it's very very craftsmany of him. I um, we both uh, appreciate uh, his 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 craftsmanship. Mm. Really. Do you tell him that? Do you want to engage him? No, not exactly. Warble, uh, Warble pats him on the back and says, nice work, but kind of nudges him out of the way because mm-hmm. she's like, we, we got some, some real shit to, okay. to deal with here. Okay. So they, so. you know, same, they ask what you've got and you present your load and it's kind of, it's a lot of parts for, you have a couple fairly valuable items 
they're mm-hmm. interested in. But it's kind of like, yeah, okay, well, the frames are great, but uh, we don't need these receivers. And uh, the barrel, this two barrels, this one's a little okay. Um, I'll give you, uh, I don't know, like four barter for the lot. Um, but that's a pretty low price. Yeah, I was gonna say Jill doesn't really know what these, uh, which, what, 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 uh, what she's care, what we're carrying is worth. But I think Maris and Warble uh, have a have a better idea. Yeah. So let's say um, you uh, were paid uh, for the courier trip. Um, and yeah. Not- what were we expecting to to get when we when we made it to Route Bay? You were going to basically receive barter money mm-hmm. for them to return with mm-hmm. oh but we didn't have like a a number a barter number or well, um, i guess you it's... know that the the pieces are worth approximately like Wait. 20 barter okay uh well just to just to clarify something right now like when we talk about like barter numbers that's like an in-game value right yeah. not like a like like a, an apocalypse world like value like you don't like have a have a have a bracelet and be like this is one barter yeah like in yeah. in world in world in world when you're talking to other people you're like one barter for this no you don't you don't reference like, it as barter but uh-huh. you can like trade for something that you would find of equivalent value mm-hmm. um often in like ones or twos okay so like like it's usually low numbers like it's not exactly like money well i don't okay. exactly know yeah. how it well there's well, a barter actually, move yeah now that i'm you, you said for barter for this and so like what are they offering physically that's a good question do you think there's money i don't think there is no so negotiating with these people why don't we do the first roll of the game oh my gosh oh let me move my move my book what am i gonna roll for or who's rolling even how do we um, decide these things? So you're negotiating with this person, and I want you to roll plus sharp. Um, okay, so Maris is going to roll then. Oh, we forgot to highlight stats. We should do it right now. Oh, okay. Okay, so I pick one and you pick one. Yeah, you so pick one first. I want to see Maris be hard. Mm-hmm. And I want to see uh, Warble be Oh, <laughs> I was afraid you were gonna pick hot. Okay, now you that one's harder for Jill. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And now you you pick one. So I want Mer- uh, Warble to try and be some weird, do some weirdness, and I mean, I see Maris is like pretty cool, so I'm gonna do something cool. Cool. Okay. So you're negotiating with this person, and let's say you want to do like a one-to-one trade. You know, you've been given a list of items from this mm-hmm. uh, gunsmith back Joe. back west. Joe's, Joe, who, Joe's who gave you the job. Joe Blankets. Joe Blankets? Mm-hmm. Because you looked at the blankets? Yes. <laughs> Joey Blankets. Mm-hmm. Joey Blankets. Joey Blankets. Better. No. And uh, he's a gunsmith uh, back west, we'll call it, mm-hmm. on the other side of the mountains. Okay. So Joey Blankets gave you like a laundry list of shit he needs from Root Bay, who he was hoping to have the gunsmith there make for a one-to-one trade. So mm-hmm. roll for sharp, and let's see if these people have your shopping list. I rolled a seven. Plus, plus sharp. Plus two. Plus two. So, so that's nine. a nine. So you rolled a nine. So that's a. That's uh, a success. Yeah. 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 Full on. No. 
No? Oh, what do you need for a full success? Ten. Ten? Oh. It's a partial success. Oh, so close. Yeah. So that's a partial success. So the gunsmith there, he has a lot of what you need, but not all of it. But you're a little reluctant to return to Joey with only half of the stash. Basically, he has a majority of everything you need, but he's not quite satisfied with your trade. He's willing to take the other stuff off your hands if maybe you sweeten the deal a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to pause the barter a little bit, and Maris is going to say, Welcome, Padre. We were actually tasked with delivering this, this stash here to Root Bay. Do we know who just, we were supposed going. to be delivering it to? Like, is there a, a name? You were, delivering, to... you were delivering it to Curly. Curly? So, man, we were we were delivering this to, to Root Bay, and... We're supposed to give it to Curly, but uh, as you probably know, he ain't there. Do you happen to know where we might find him? He's uh, he's here with the rest of them. Oh, well, in that case... I mean, uh, he's not going to have a deal this good, though. That, that fucker's ain't got shit. If he's even there, he might be dead by now. I mean, I, I gotta, thought you said he was here. No, he's he might probably be dead. Here. I mean, the, they're Will all you? here. I mean, I got a sure thing for you, kid. If you want to take it, if you don't, I mean, you could go cha- take your chances with the, the refugees, but they don't seem to have much of anything worth a damn. That's a fair point. That's a fair point, man. If he's here, I feel like I I owe him first first dib on this just to just to find out what he he was actually the person I was supposed to give it to. So I ought to I ought to at least talk to the guy. So the woman comes up and she's like, "Just give it to him one for one. It's fine, Franks." She's his lady. Okay, okay. Her name's Pepper. Pepper. Ooh, Pepper and Franks. So she comes up and she's mm-hmm. just like, we'll take it one for one. You don't need to give us anything else. Just give us, we'll just take what you have and we'll give you what you need and then you could go on your way. All right, so Maris raises her eyebrows back at Franks. Well, you heard the lady. Because mm-hmm. if she wants to go for it, but I don't know. I could still stand to see a little extra for those receivers. I get your boy probably made them from scratch, but they're not the best I've seen. Yeah, but they're not the worst either. She says to him, mm-hmm. what do we do? Yeah. Uh, one, one for one. One for one. One for one. Okay. You make the trade. Nice. And, uh, First trade. <laughs> First trade of the game. <laughs> I sold all my stuff. Yeah. It might come back to bite me in the butt, but I did it. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you take the items that you need off the laundry list. They're wrapped in oil paper to keep them from corroding. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a couple metal parts. There's some wood wood parts for stocks and whatnot. I guess you would have like a special satchel for anything you were using to curry your items outside of your other gear. Yeah. Like one, some sort of satchel for, yeah, for our courier mm -hmm. stuff and aside that keeps our, that stuff separate. Yeah. I mean, you would have your saddlebags too, I guess. So yeah, but everything, yeah. I'm not exactly sure where we're keeping it specifically on uh, our bodies. It's video game rules. Oh, okay. So we need to know. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's it's video game rules in that you- We have a giant, a tiny backpack that holds a ginormous amount of stuff. Yeah. Like when you put it behind you, it just disappears. (laughs) Okay. Good, 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 good. good. (laughs) That's that's how I'm gauging it because I honestly could give less of a shit of the idea that you have like seven guns strapped to you. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I didn't really think that was your style, but at the same time, you you, you brought it up, man. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I want to be able to kind of see what we're dealing with, mm-hmm. and I want to know what I can do, what I can steal, <laughs> what I can steal from you later. So okay. I need an idea. Well, so. well, my job, I keep my job separate from my personal life, and my job is locked up tight. So I got like a complicated system of mm. keep keeping that thing 
you're not going to be sneaking into. There's no, there's no sneaking. It has a no, variety no, no. of there's straps. No, mm-hmm. There's no pickpocketing that shit unless you, unless you're there with it for some time. Hmm. So. so it's difficult to get in and out of. Mm-hmm. So it takes you some time to get yeah. to get out your parts and then exchange them for the other parts one to one. Yeah. Franks takes a good look at this and he's like, well, that's a hell of a thing. Where'd you get it? What thing? Did you make it? Nah. Nah? Nah. I mean, if you made it, I could, I might be able to hire you for a job. I got something that could use that kind of treatment. What's the thing we're talking about? <laughs> well, I mean, I basically could use two more of those that you could mount to the side of a Jeep. You're not going to tell me what the thing is? It's two bags. It's... Two bags, just like that one, except bigger. Oh, the bags. Yeah, the bags. Oh. <laughs> I know we were talking about like some sort of like gun no, thing. No, I gave, you gave me the guns. Okay. I gave you the other gun. I mean, you got, you, that, like my... you got that boss-ass rifle, but you look pretty attached to it. You like my bag? My sister made it, and um, Warble turns around. She wasn't paying attention. She's like, what? Uh, the... He's uh he he you kind of catch him off guard there for a minute, mm-hmm. and he's she's like, smiling really hard at really him. Really hard like, at yeah. him. Pepper's okay with this so far, mm-hmm. but growing antsy. She has a, a mohawk, kind of the same color as uh the streak in Warble's hair. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and she's wearing uh like a like a tank top and holding a shotgun, kind mm-hmm. of lazily over over her shoulder, the way you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Warble's like, oh, I fucking love your hair. Yeah, she, she tells her, I love your hair, and where did you get it done? This is very important. I was thinking of changing up my style. It's the craziest thing, but she like, kind of like leans over and she's like, Franks did it. Like, He's... Franks! My goodness! He blushes. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you can get you get the impression he didn't really want it to get out that he was doing his lady's hair. Mm-hmm. He kind of chews on his cheek like, well, I do need the bags. Um, <laughs> I could... Do your hair. He's, he's so he's so bummed about what's happening right now. Rubble. He's got a he's got a he's got a table full of weapons of guns, in front of yeah. him, and he's like, "I could do your hair for you if you could make me two of those bags for Rubble. for a jeep." Rubble jumps up and down and claps her hands. Maris grabs her shoulder to stop her. She's like, "One bag for the hair. Hmm? What do you got for the second bag? Like, what what can you offer for the second bag that you want us to to make you?" kind of looks at the both of you mm-hmm. and you can kind of tell he's trying to make a decision <laughs> and he's like well we've been looking for a third <laughs> and you both well one more than the other seem game Royal's into it she uh, she turns to Maris and gives her just like a really pleading look, like. And Maris rolls her eyes and just concedes. She wants her sister to be happy. She's like, "Fine, fine, fine." And, uh, and Pepper's kind of, you see Pepper kind of like standing there, kind of like shifting, shifting on her feet a little mm-hmm. bit, kind of like bopping up and down a little bit. Like, ooh, this mm-hmm. took a fucking turn I was <laughs> not expecting at all. Warble nods her head enthusiastically. Like, cool. Uh, so geez. it's like noon now. So he's like, you want to meet back around here at, uh, well, the gate closes at around uh, eight, eight-ish, usually between eight and nine. It's really loose. Um, mm-hmm. 
but you know, you've been here before. He's starting to get like nervous. Like uh-huh. he's like uh-huh. the anticipation is starting to get like or like, almost, we're almost like why wait? Let's do my hair and then let's get busy. Well, I mean, you need <laughs> wait. I'm giving you. I'm letting you wait a minute. Okay, okay. Do my hair first. I'll get you the, your bags and then we'll get busy. Yeah, he's he's recognizing the idea that if he does your hair, you and Pepper will look similar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's you can see him like kind of fucking with his pants, like shifting around like, oh, this is this is fucking popping off a lot faster than I expected. <laughs> um, he's uh, he's pretty stoked. So he's uh, he kind of like gestures to Pepper. And he's like, you want to watch the counter and I'll do her hair. Mm-hmm. And Pepper's mm-hmm. like, well. Yes. <laughs> like they're both they're both pretty like fucking stoked on this. So mm-hmm. you uh mm-hmm. so Warble goes um back behind uh like the tent. Yeah, f- finishes the finishes the gun deal. The That's the already deal. done. Oh, that's done. Mar- okay. uh, Maris is taking care of all the gun stuff. She's got yep. that and she's like I'm going to go along see if I can get a bath. Mm-hmm. And she leaves she leaves Warble. Do I have any moves I could make for getting your hair done? <laughs> I mean, it is sort of an interaction. So mm-hmm. It seems like there should be. It's not aggro. You know, you weren't trying to seduce or manipulate anyone because they were mm-hmm. they were trying to do it to you. <laughs> I feel like maybe I could be reading a person while it's getting done because getting your hair done is a very mm-hmm. you know people are always talking during during the whole thing. So okay. maybe that's a a read a person. Yeah. So Frank Frank's has gotten pretty chatty mm-hmm. uh, as he's he's doing he's he's uh buzzing your head mm-hmm. uh, using a, a generator and a and a clipper he's oh. got. It's kind of working for you because uh, the vibe, the vibrating feeling on your head is kind of sending crinkle tinkles through mm-hmm. your whole body. So yeah, why don't you uh, read a person to see what he shares with me? Yeah, if he shares anything. Ooh, I got an eleven. Okay, so that is a. Do I add? Super I mean, success. I know it's a. Do I add something to that? Just. Um, would I? Oh, I, I would, it's sharp. So, but I have a zero for that. So right. I mean, it's success. It's already a success, but. When you read a person in a charged interaction, we'll call this charge because you're both horny. And I'm like vulnerable. I'm mm-hmm. laying, laying back, like wash my hair, do my. He's washing your hair too. No, I don't no, think I don't okay. think he could. Probably there. Probably there's not a lot of opportunity for that. But like in a in a modern salon, mm-hmm. your hair would be getting. No, you're just washed, sitting in like but... a kind of a, like a, a fucked up uh, old office chair, and he's mm-hmm. just uh he is standing behind you with like scissors and a clippers, and you know he could. Kill you, yeah. And you're yeah. letting he's, him. He's got he's got scissors he's got the upper and, hand. and a blade. I'm su- I'm surprised he's got the clippers. That that's making his job a lot easier mm-hmm. in a, in a way. He's he's got to be burning gasoline for it. But. Well, he's got a lot of machinery back here that you can mm-hmm. see are used for working on weaponry. Yeah, so it's not too hard for him to bust out the generator. He's used to it. Mm-hmm. And he knows what he's getting out of the deal. Yeah, so he's he's excited. He wants to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is happening. Uh, mm-hmm. There is also like a bed back here. Mm-hmm. Like they, you can tell they kind of like, yeah. maybe they're not supposed to stay in the market at night, but you can tell that they've got like, they stay here. There's a lot of like cases and stuff to lock up all their shit. Almost more like their store than anything else. They're a fairly large establishment compared to a lot of the other other things here. and They have kind of a nice like tent thing going on here. So when you read a charged interaction, you you hold three. So what that means is you can ask me 
three questions from this list at any time you like. You don't have to do it now. So we're just talking, and then I I can ask if you're telling the truth. What kind of information do you want to... I want to know what happened in Root Bay. What happened to that place? We passed through. There wasn't nothing to be gained from spending any time there. So Frank says, they had that little spit of a lake, uh, they call there kind of a kind of a joke, uh, calling it Root Bay. Um but it was fed from uh, the our lake here, and then the uh, dried up fucker just dried right up on him, and then uh, there was nothing nothing left to do there, and then uh, you know shit got crazy uh, a couple nights. People yeah, started... I mean there were bodies. Yeah, like if the lake dried up, why didn't they just all leave? Well, a lot of them did came down here. They've oh. been set up down at the south end of the wall, uh, pissing. <laughs> Man, they are really. They they ain't really welcome here, but getting them out once they've been in is a bitch, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, don't seem to be the the fort and force enough to get them. And uh, you hear a uh, pepper from out front. She's like, "How's it going in there? Getting kind of ready to close up." And he's like, you know, he says he like hollers back at her like, <laughs> "We're going going good, you know." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, we're still just on the buzz in the hair part. Coloring yeah. takes a while. Yeah. But, but you can uh, you inter- infer that Pepper's worried you're going to start without her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, because I'm supposed to make the bags. The deal was hair, bags, busy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> cool. Well, I, I mean, I thought it was fair. Like, I get something, then I, del- you know. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> also, if shit gets down, war- warble- Warble's leaving. You know, if, if shit happens while she's making the bags, she 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 got really the bulk of what she wanted. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. I mean, not- well, no, no, you don't have to go into it. Okay. Yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you can tell that he's being really open and frank <laughs> about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Again, he's kind of like tuned up and horny and just mm-hmm, kind of ready mm-hmm. to give you whatever you want. So he's like, you guys came from there, huh? Like, look like it sounds like it got pretty nasty out there. Yeah, just we didn't stay long. It was uh, it was a mess, really. So we just came straight straight fucking here. We we noticed like you guys got your own fucking problems here too. Like all those dead people, is that related? Is that the same? Is your is the lake drying up? Like, what's that? What's that about? Yeah, no, no one seems to be quite too sure. It's, uh, sickness just kind of started tearing through town. Nobody's nobody's quite sure where it's coming from or, or what, but, uh, you know, me and Pepper have been real careful about what we eat and drink because it seems like something, something's gone south around here. I mean, they're still, they're still dealing out water from the lake, but I don't know. It seems sc- scary to scary? drink it. Yeah. But... But now that now Root Bay, same same. I mean, Horrigan came in. He's the mayor of the town there. Uh, you know, he might have met him. I don't know. He came in and uh, basically explained that they had nowhere else to go. And then you know, anybody who held out, nobody heard from again. So a couple traders passed through, come the same way you guys came, and said that there was nothing left. Yeah. Goddamn shame. Goddamn shame. So he's uh he's buzzing and. You've moved on to uh, dyeing your hair. And, uh, you know, Pepper kind of peeks in, and uh, Frank's turn to her. He's like, watch the table! She's got to make the damn bags first! Jesus! <laughs> um, so uh, so you're going on, and he's like, uh, I don't know. Does Marble have anything to say to him? I mean, I think okay. he just finishes your hair. You know, he does the dye job. He shaves the sides, and now, and then he puts it up using some... Uh, Pomade, or, well, like, I don't know, some grease... 
Yeah, some, some, some like, greasy, you know. Yeah, he puts it up using uh, some grease, and then he just straight up fucking spray paints over that more <laughs> blue. Um, nice. Or, or not grease. He uses he uses like but, you know, a glue. Like some, something that he something that he's concocted himself, like yeah. because he's a hairdresser ish for ish. his for his wife. Yeah. yeah. In particular. Yeah. So he's he he puts it up using some kind of. It's not it's not odorless. It doesn't smell terrible. It smells chemically, mm-hmm. but he 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 puts it up over the dyed areas and puts the whole thing up high. Yeah, he spray paints over it to give it a little more blue as it kind mm-hmm. of moves out from the tips. So now it's kind of dark colored near your head and then it kind of like fans out from a dark hair color into into a blue fade. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like a foot and a half tall. Yeah, War- Warble gets up. Is there any kind of mirror that she can look in? Like yeah, a... there's there's a mirror she can check so out. She what can is check she? In. She like looks at herself side to side and she smiles and she's like she's definitely into it. She feels it she, and she's like not gonna wear be able to wear my hat anytime soon. But gives him a high fucking five. Uh huh. He high fives back. And I guess she just gets to work on the bags. He has a, a large like, portion of the materials. Okay. Um, you explain to him that you need more strapping to make the like security system, we'll call it. He has a sewing machine, like an industrial sewing machine, because you can tell he's done some armoring. Yeah. That's why he has the material. But it also needs needles. So oh, like, he broke fr- his last needle or I broke whatever. my last like... needle, yeah. So mm. I kind of was hoping you had some. I don't know why I thought that, <laughs> uh, but I kind of got carried away in the moment, I guess you could say. Let's uh, let's jump away. Where's Maris okay. now? Oh, I don't know. Where did she go? She went to find a bath. She went to find a bath. Yeah. Did she find it? Well, I, mean, I, I think she did. She found she found a place to have a bath. Roll to bath. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so she comes to the uh, I think front she entrance. Successful. She's of, been like, here before. Right? Yeah. So yeah. she finds so. Uh, like it's a it's a bathhouse, but it's mm-hmm. also there's also rooms to let and prostitutes. And there's like a bar downstairs. They also have like a, a generator running that's buzzing in the back because there are there's like a marquee above the door. What, what do you think the name is? What is the name? What is what's the name of this place? It just got a new name. It used to be called the Hole, but then it was taken over by a new owner, um, um, and she decided to change the name too. I, I was just thinking like bad, bad. I don't know. The bad bucket. To the bad bucket. The bad bucket, still classier than the hole. Mm-hmm. But yeah. people still definitely call it the hole. Yeah. I mean, bucket's not much different than hole. But, no. you know, baby steps. Mm-hmm. You you head in, and it, there's a bar, and it's pretty bustling. And mm-hmm. uh, what do we do? I order a drink. You order a drink. Okay. You head up to the bar and sit down and kind of drop your bags at your feet. You kind of shake off some dust, and the bartender approaches you, a young woman. Very young, like almost like a teenager. She approaches you and she says, wet your whistle? Mary says, what's good? Well, it's all the same thing, so all of it. One, please. <laughs> and she uh, she pours like a clear uh, liquid into a, a, it's actually a coffee cup mm-hmm. um, with the handle broken off. There's a picture of a turtle on it that says, hang in there, baby. Um, <laughs> you don't get it. No. But, oh, turtles. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> uh, but she, she gives it to you and... Uh, is that some apocalypse like level art that they saw the posters with the kitty cat and they're just like we could put whatever any animal we want yeah, it looks old it's a, it's an old you're surprised it's even still in one piece these many years later uh-huh. but it's yeah it's actually we'll say the turtle is on a surfboard on like a, on, on, like, on like a blue blue okay. wave amazing so what what now? I, I take a sip. Is it like vodka? Is it like how to say it? It's like vodka. 
but yeah. Well, but I was just burnier. Like, burn, well, it was but clear, it so hint, I wanted to. It does have a hint of anise to it. <sighs> mm. So you're there in the mirror. You can see kind of like the rest of the bar room. The waitress kind of says, is there anything yeah. Is there anything else you can use here? Do you want me to just leave you alone? Uh, kind of a weird thing to ask, but I'm not good at this yet. So I'm going to do just you wanna... turns in her chair. Okay, you just turn. She awake. just turns. It's like loud, loud and clear. She's la. It's that's loud and clear. So uh, the bar room again. It's bustling. There's some. There's a piano player. There's some people. It's like they're dancing, but they're kind of just like standing around, like moving and drinking. Moving a little. But yeah. Not really. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's too early for like it to be rowdy. But there are people hanging out, playing cards. You can see some of the girls going around offering their services. A couple of dudes doing the same, seeing if anybody wants to come upstairs with them. Not many takers. You do see uh, kind of an older looking dude with a big white beard head up with one of the one of the girls. They're all pretty young. It's kind of one of these things where it's like same town, same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So many of them are the same. Maris is just like reflecting on her own youth and being like, oh, you, you babies. <laughs> Like <laughs> all you babies, all you little with babies, your, your sloppy parts. <laughs> <laughs> She's just there for like a casual drink, really, mm-hmm. like to just chill out and 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 kill some time while while Warble does her thing. Mm-hmm. She has zero interest in going back to participate. To turn the the threesome into a foursome? Yeah, no, nah, she's she's good. She's good. So as she's sitting there, you know, kind of lost in thought, she suddenly uh, hears a voice that she knows. And uh, he says, "Well, I'll so be that's... a well, I'll be a motherfucker." Um, and a man walks up to you. He's a giant Hawaiian dude. Ooh. He's got a. How did he get all the way over here? He's got long hair and a bushy to the beard. Mainland. And a bushy beard, and he's wearing, you know, a t-shirt and some work pants. Very. He blends into the atmosphere. He's wearing a really, really big bowler hat that's made of leather. It's really doesn't fit. Do- doesn't fit his his look doesn't like really fit his look but he it looks well worn so he's had it for a while you presume or he, yeah or i guess i know if i know already know him yeah like, yeah that's no the hat's new that's new the hat's new <laughs> um a very tall muscular hawaiian man and you know him his name is kai Kai. Uh, which is short for ikaika you have slept with him before i am not surprised <laughs> in fact both of you have though not at the same time oh yeah, I don't think we do that. No, that's fine. That's like that's the whole thing, mm-hmm. like a twinny thing, and it's fewer it's, people it's are not into our jam. It. Yeah, it's few, not our jam. And fewer people are actually into it than they think. Mm-hmm. People have approached you with that idea before, but you know, maybe when you were younger, you tried it a few times, and it just didn't gel. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't into it. Really. Warble's enthusiasm seems to surpass everything. Everything, yeah. Mar- Maris is they don't they don't gel together because Maris is just like Warble, do your thing, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. It, t- <laughs> yeah. It, t- it takes a lot of those. So drinks. if she if she's ever involved, she like steps back immediately to be like, yeah, nah, um, I'm out. Yeah, maybe once it worked, but it took several of those clear drinks to get to get her there, <laughs> um, or maybe some. Intense drug use. Mm-hmm. And a very special person. And a very special person. And a very special person. Kai approaches you. Uh, we'll say you have a history of three with him. You both do. We'll start there. Is that plus, plus three history? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he is followed by a old man. Pretty Caucasian, you figure. 
He's kind of pasty looking. He's old. He looks kind of gross. Um, he's got like... What does old mean in the apocalypse? This guy... I am like 30. Or we are 30. You're like 40. We're 40. You're yeah. like in your late 30s. I'd say this guy, uh, so Kai is probably younger than you. He's probably closer to 30. Mm-hmm. Like, tw- yeah, it was like 28. 32, mm-hmm. maybe. 28 to 32 range. And, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody, nobody's keeping track anymore. Nobody so, gives a shit. Like, no. Yeah. But just, just for like... It doesn't like a, matter. In fact, a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Nobody really knows their age anymore. And this old man, like what is old? So there's like a pasty old dude. He looks like he's in his late 50s, probably mm, closer okay. to 60s. His hair is still like kind of a sandy blonde color, but he's wearing like overalls and a work shirt. And he's kind of, he's just following Kai in. So this old man is following Cayenne, and you know this man, uh, his name is, well, nobody really remembers his name, but he goes by Coward. (laughs) Oh, poor old man. Um, And you recognize him because he has been following Kai around for years. Uh, In fact, he used to be very friendly. You know that he used to be good friends with Kai's father, and not like a manservant. Like, Kai doesn't ask him to go anywhere, but Mm -hmm. he also has given up trying to get rid of him. Mm -hmm. But And you, uh, with coward you you have a, a zero because you're you're fine with him you don't have anything with him he's yeah. just a guy he's just a man whose face i know mm-hmm. kai comes up to you and he says like well i'll be a motherfucker what are you doing here i just raise my glass to him and open my arms and he gives you a big hug uh, oh i feel very warm he's very warm mm. and he gives you a big hug so big that he in fact picks you up off the ground ah. And you hear Coward say, well, Jesus Christ, don't kill the girl, man. He says, I'm not going to kill her. You'd know if I was going to kill her. You've seen, you you, you of all people would know if I was going to kill her. Yeah, I give Coward a little, like, sidelong glance, like, like, come on, dude, you know what's up. I don't, I don't be needing, I don't need none of this now. (laughs) Like, we just got here. So I say to Kai, we're just here on a job. What brings you to town? Same. Yeah? Sort of. What are you Mm -hmm. doing? Same as usual. Gun parts. Gun parts. Delivery, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bringing it in uh, for Joey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joey Blankets. Why here? Who do you know here? No one, actually. We were were headed to... to Root Bay. Yeah. But I assume you know that that's gone. Yeah, heard. Uh, We came in from the east. This was our next best option, so here we are. Well, that seems fair. Yeah, we came in from the east through Soronado. So at this time as you're talking, you notice he has a pretty intense scar across the front of his face. A new one? New-ish. It's well, that I haven't seen before. That you haven't seen before, but it's healed over. It's not fresh. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like an X that goes down from his forehead across his nose, just bypassing his eye, and then another mm-hmm. from point from above his eyebrow down his other cheek. Mm-hmm. It's been long enough that it's healed over and not quite started to fade, but it's definitely healed and fine. I don't want to ask him about that just yet. So he like I, I, he, I invite him to sit down with me for a drink. Yeah, he's a, he, he's he's plopped you right down. He placed you right down on his on your stool and mm-hmm. uh, he's he's sat down. Uh, I thought maybe you were you were saying he placed me on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> no, he kind of like took you from his hug and then like under your armpits kind of just like plopped you down on the stool. All right, then, so he's not quite that forward. <laughs> no, no. And then he uh, he sits at the bar and kind of throws his arm up and like mm-hmm. gestures towards the girl at the bar and she brings him a drink. She starts to like say like can I but you you can see that she recognizes that this is a closed conversation and kind of like shuts her mouth and moves away before even bothering so So she just brings him over a glass of the one thing that they have the one thing that they have 
So so Coward is then sitting at the bar next to him, but kind mm-hmm. of but like facing the bar. You're, yeah, you're both basically he, he's, leaning he's on there, the bar. He's there, but he's not. Yeah, he's yeah. not trying to insert himself into our conversation. But he's there, and he was hoping for a drink, but it didn't come. Yeah, he looks like, he looks bah. a little disappointed. The waitress act, or the the bar bartender actually brought two, uh, another for you, and then one for Kai. <laughs> Um, uh, and you have it, but in a new glass, like you, you're still holding yeah, your first one. Yeah, I'm still holding mine. I'm, yeah. I, I was there by myself. I wasn't yeah. like. And you can see Coward kind of like, he looked like, uh, oh, but mm-hmm. then it, then she put yeah. it by you and he just kind of, he, he knows better to even ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's early still. But he's, so. he's mumbling to himself. Yeah. Like it's like, he's not mumbling to himself angrily. He's mm-hmm. just mumbling to himself. You can, you know, this is something he just does. It's still, it's still noon and, uh, and Maris knows Warble's got like another three hours minimum to, to be making those bags and then having her fun. So, <laughs> um, so are you, what are you oh, doing here? Are you staying here? We'll probably be here for the night at least. You see those dead? I know. It's fucking crazy, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You know anything about that? I mean... What's going on here? So this is what's crazy. And you can hear Coward kind of pop up and he's like, don't, don't tell her. Don't tell her. It's just going to make it stupid. You know, I could tell, I could tell you want her to help you, but that's, it's going to make it stupid. I glare at Coward. You know, I know. He shuts up. Okay. It's a shut the fuck up glare. And, Do uh, I have to roll for that? No. Does Coward shut the fuck up? You don't have to roll for it, but okay. no, no, you don't have mm-hmm. to roll for it. Not okay. not yet. All right. Kai laughs. He's like a big like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, at Coward's uh, discomfort at the whole thing. Maris is suddenly a little unsure of why she's so attracted to Kai, but <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's yeah. a boisterous fucking laugh. And he's got a lot of muscles and she's... he's clean. Yes. Yeah. He's not... He's not especially dirty. He looks like he's been out riding, but he's not not like some people are. Yeah, yeah. But he he has this big boisterous laugh. That's uh, well. She, she probably she's suddenly like whoa. Well, but. she probably remembers then that this is why he's not her boyfriend. Yeah. He's also probably got, you know, probably a big dick. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy. Oh, oh, oh. He's a big guy. Well, I was gonna he's say he's got a big dick. He's got like. Who's in different area codes? <laughs> Even though area codes don't exist anymore. <laughs> I don't think there are telephones anymore. So he laughs at Coward. He says something like, so that's kind of why I'm here. Well, it's twofold. I'm here because I'm here. We were passing through. And I'm still here because I may or may not owe some money to maybe or not a gambling house here. And maybe or not know the mayor who wants me to do a job for her. I'm yeah, here. M- Maris follows the story with her eyes and she's like, what's what's the job? We're we're done with our, our last job, so. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're not staying here. I mean, I could use some help is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You guys are usually down for whatever we could say. Mm-hmm. So Maris is like, uh-huh. I don't want to get too friendly down here. Do you want to go upstairs and talk about it? Maris slams her first drink, puts it down, slams her second one. He's like, <laughs> let's. I'll take that one as a yes. <laughs> and and he actually, he actually kind of jumps up and like claps his hands like, all right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. He's like, coward, watch the door. <laughs> he actually picks up your stuff for you, puts it on his shoulders. Maris yeah. appreciates it in her way. Yeah. She's like, I could do that. But I'm good. Yeah, but she 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 likes the effort. He goes down to the end of the bar and exchanges some whatever form of currency they're mm-hmm. using in this town. Yeah, he barters 
pays for their drinks. Yeah, he however. pays for everything. Yeah. And he uh, he gestures the coward. The bartender sees him and nods. You guys start to head upstairs. And as you're going up, you see someone come out of the back with like kind of like a plate of food. They bring over to coward and he kind of sits there in his same chair. He doesn't go to a table or anything. He just kind of like sits it with the plate. And, you know, thanks. Thanks the person. You guys head up uh, like a it's a staircase on the back of the room. It's mm-hmm. exposed and there's a balcony and you go up. And, uh, yeah, like a brothel. Like yeah, a, like a brothel. I, I'm, I'm very much thinking of, of Deadwood. It's a brothel. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like an old Western. Old West. Yeah, except yeah. it's made out of junk. You yeah. know, like there's some wood parts, but it's not, there's no like turned wood. There's like some like mm-hmm. old telephone poles and just like pieces of miscellaneous. So they did construct it themselves. Yeah, this is somehow, a this but is like new it's construction. It's a br- new construction. Yeah. Not like The bar was probably like an old oak bar, but it didn't. It came from somewhere else. This is definitely a place that's been cobbled together to kind of give that like give that old TV Western like feel. TV. So uh, you guys head up to a door. Kai opens the door for you and uh, kind of bows to lead you in. I roll my eyes at him, but proceed. And he steps inside and kind of drops your bags and kicks the door closed and takes his shirt off. We can assume here that Maris consents. To, oh, absolutely. To the uh, if she did not, if she wished to not consent, we could explore that. No, no. Maris is consenting to the not so subtle proposition. What is Maris's special move? If you and another character have sex, hold one. If they get into shit, either you or they can spend the hold, and you are there. Meaning, if you are somewhere without him and need help, he can be there. Uh, yeah, so she can do that, or if you and another character have sex, you take one forward at your option, they take one forward too. Do I have to decide that now? You've decided which one of those you want to use. No, mm-hmm. because we, um, I'm going to go for the second one, the one that we did first. I'm going to say that if you and a character are having sex, hold one. If they get into shit, either you or they can spend the hold and you are there. Cool. I'm going to say that after this, both of us can intuit if we need help, the other will show up. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Okay. So cut back to Warble, and her and Pepper spend a little time hanging out behind the counter while Franks ran off to get all that shit. Cause... Oh, great. Franks had to find the shit. Yeah, I was like, he oh, was... am I going to have to find? She uh, talked him out of it by basically taking all her clothes off. Mm-hmm. She's um, just like, I'm going to prime, yeah. prime, our, prime our lady. We're going to... Exactly. She kind of basically took her shirt off, and he... Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to find those straps. Bingo. Yeah. So she's actually been hanging out with Pepper out front. And business is booming because, because... she did not put her shirt back on. Mm-hmm. Warble so... takes her shirt off, too, because she No, no, no. no Warble to took her shirt off to get Franks to do shit. Oh, I thought you said that the other. No, no Pepper's got her clothes Pepper on. Pepper took her shirt off. Okay. No, no Warble's just standing Warble's out there. Warble's just like, fine, find me my materials. Mm-hmm. Like... Bingo. Now. Warble has a move. So they each have the bullshitters and admirers move. Let's just review those because those might be relevant. Hypnotic. When you have time and solitude with someone, they become fixated upon you. (laughs) We did have that. Roll plus hot on a 10 plus. Hold three and claim them as an admirer on a seven to nine. Hold two. They can spend one for one by acting as your eyes and ears, fighting to protect you, doing... Someone so basically doing what someone it, you tell them to do something. This it's a oh, typo some, from before. We we this that, happened. That was last never. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I forgot to fix the typo. Doing some. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you? You've spent time with Franks. So why don't you roll for Franks? Roll roll for Frank. Uh, so you roll. It tells you what to roll. Well, I rolled two. 
Roll plus hot. Roll plus hot. Like I just add hot. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I was like, I still roll. Oh, 11 plus two. So that is 13. epic success. So now you get to hold Franks as an admirer. Warble's boobs are magical. Magic. Franks is an admirer. So in this case, I get to decide what Franks does of those three things. Write plus three or hold three. Plus three hold. Okay. Okay. And you're spending time with Pepper. Mm -hmm. Do you think she's uh, succumbing to your womanly wiles or do you think you want to wait till later? I think she kind of already is because she's kind of primed for the main event later and I've taken my top off and business is booming. So she's... Any misgivings she had about me early on about like having like the blue in the hair, mm-hmm. uh, That's it's, gone. it's it's gone. She's okay. She's uh, excited. She's excited. Cool. Roll for Pepper. Uh, Damn. 11. So uh, you same same. You hold three with Pepper. Magic boobs. Mm-hmm. Magic boobs. Okay, Pepper. You guys are hanging out at the counter. Frank hasn't come back yet. One of the patrons, Pepper, recognizes. His name is Dickie. He comes up and he's kind of like pushing stuff around, but he's also definitely like staring at you. Pepper's like, Dickie, leave the girl alone. And she turns at you. She's like, maybe you want to go hang out in the back for a little while. This fucking creep is just going to... And you can tell that he's starting to eye you up. And you kind of... Why don't you read a person? Mm-hmm. You, you see this guy kind of creeping. He's, he's, make, he's being curious. Um, okay, so I rolled a seven for read a person, but Warble is zero sharp, right? So so an eight. So that's a partial success. Okay, you're getting that he's up to something, but you can't really tell what. You know, you're just like blissfully like shaking your tits at people who walk by and trying to drum up business. But Pepper's gone like deadly serious. Mm-hmm. He kind of comes up to Warble and he's like, "What's your name?" And Pepper's just like, "Dude, don't fucking do this." Warble gets up, does not put on a shirt. She walks to the counter, puts her hands on the counter. Looks him dead in the eyes and says, Warble. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, well, that's a real, that's a real pretty name you got there. Dickie is, he's a younger guy. He's got dirty blonde hair that's kind of just like puffed up around his head like a, like a baby chicken. And it's, it's kind of cute, but you can tell that he's not a cute person. Mm -hmm. Um, He's very, he's dark skinned, but in a way that isn't discernible in any manner. His lips are really chapped. His clothing is kind of like ratty and shitty. He's actually like wearing part of a blue tarp. Kind of like a poncho. Warble's not impressed. And she's, she's like, got anything to trade? Still staring him directly in the eyes. At this point, you realize he has taken his dick out and put it on the counter. He's like, well, I, I got one thing. <laughs> and Pepper's like, Dickie, you put that fucking thing away right fucking now. Not interested, fella. Maybe there's something I could do to convince you? Warble leans back and crosses her arms over her boobs. So they're no longer hugely on display. Try me. She wants to know what he what he thinks he has to offer, aside from his dick. You've pretty much gotten to the end of his speech at this point, mm-hmm. and he's kind of, like, stuck, you know? Mm-hmm. He kind of, like, is, like... He's like, well, my dick's still on yeah, the table. Yeah, he's like, well, <laughs> I got my dick here, but he doesn't... You, you can see, like, the gears turning inside his brain, and, and with Pepper just, like, kind of shaking your head, it's never even gone this well for him before. Uh-huh. He kind of is just, like, leaning, leaning forward over the counter, like his dick is still there, and he leans far enough away that his dick, like, slips off the counter, like, goes away basically Mm -hmm. and he starts to like pucker up like for a kiss 
He's like, well, try me. He just repeats back what you said and is making like smooching noises. Warble turns around and farts on the table. Amazing. He is undeterred, uh, (laughs) but a lot of the other people around are laughing really hard. So you hear the like smooching noises stop. And when you turn back around, you see that Pepper has basically shoved her shotgun up under his chin Mm. and says, Dickie, you're going to back the fuck up right fucking now. And you're going to leave my friend the fuck alone. And something changes in Dickie. Mm-hmm. Everyone's laughing. He definitely, his pants are down. They're still undone, but he's... They're still undone. You, you can't, like, you can't exactly see his dick right now, but you know it's there. Because it's, like, just below the counter. And he, he he's undeterred. And he's, you can see that he's kind of getting twitchy and weird. Even with the, the gun under it? Ooh. Warble blows him a kiss, kind of, and waves over her shoulder at him goodbye, and then walks into the back, just like, we're we're done here. So at this point, Dickie basically sees that his opportunity has been lost, or that he blew it real bad. Franks comes up carrying some stuff. Franks, he's just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. Pepper's still got the shotgun under his chin, and she's actually, like, pushed it up further and has gone around the counter and is kind of, like, leading him away with it, like, his hands <laughs> on the pole. Um, like, she's pushing it up so hard that he has no choice it, but he to... He has to, like, yeah. move now. Um, yeah. And his, but his dick is still out, and Frank's kind of, you know, you can vibe that this is kind of just, like, another fucking day at the office with this shit. And Pepper gives Dickie a kick, and he kind of, like, stumbles into the dirt. People are laughing. You know, Frank's comes into the tent. He's like, I got all your stuff. That's when you hear Pepper scream. I run out. And you see that Dickie has jumped up and has jumped on her back and uh, knocked the shotgun out of her hands. People are around, and but nobody quite knows what to do. And he he's jumped onto her and he's got his one arm around her neck and he's hitting her with the other. Warble runs and jumps on his back and starts doing the exact same fucking thing to him. So you're both on top of Pepper. No, I'm on his back. He's on top of he's he's on top of her back. I'm on top of his back and punching him in the ribs. Okay, and you all like fall forward into the ground and bounce apart. Like you just like toppled over like a stack once mm-hmm. you once you jumped on there. The balance got off. A the balance bit. got off. Yeah. yeah. And Frank's throws everything down, leaps over the counter. Yeah. So Warble Warble just grapples with Dicky and tries to get her. She she puts his, her hands around his throat. Okay. So why don't you roll plus hard? Eight. I got an eight. That's a mixed success. So you're able to clamber up and get on top of Dickie before he's able to get back on top of Pepper. But he's a little more wiry than you expected. So you're kind of like on the front of him. Like you're kind of grappling. Like you've both got uh, your arms around each other's necks and you're just like hitting each other in the stomach. Mm -hmm. Um, But he changes tactics after a minute and grabs your boob and twists it. So I grab his dick, which is still out, and twist nice i'm all eye for an eye so with this um, with this sucker so you're both just hitting each other with your fists right and now twisting each other's parts and with your now, hands yeah we're twisting each other's parts yes. right so he screams and lets go mm-hmm. and kind of is like staggering back you're just like following him like holding his dick I, and squeezing. i've not let go of his dick right. um he's let go and i have not right 
he is basically like stumbling backwards, kicking up dirt, and he stops, and then his head explodes. Well, Warble, let's go at that point. She's cool with this finale. Um, <laughs> you stop and wipe his blood off your face. You see Pepper standing behind him with a shotgun, and that she mm-hmm. gives a quick pumps another shell into the chamber, looks around at the crowd, and says, All right, go about your fucking business! Mm-hmm. You turn back and you see that Franks is actually, in the meantime, beating the shit out of a dude who was trying to take something from the table while everyone was distracted. And nice. he, he kicks that guy in the ass and, like, sends him on his way. But All he right. kind of, like, you know, gives his hands a, you know, like, job well done. Warble goes over to Pepper, puts her hand behind her neck, lays lays one on her, turns around and grabs the materials from Franks and gets to fucking work. And uh, and Pepper was about to to say something akin to let's get you cleaned up, but you cut her off with a big fucking tongue down her throat. Big fucking smooch. Big smooch. Smoocheroonie. Pepper's not too uh, displeased with the turn of events. No. So Pepper kind of stands there a minute, like, flustered and, like, kind of, like, shakes mm-hmm. shakes it off like she's a, a wet dog, like, ooh, yeah. shaking off water. Yeah. And just for, for color, for the picture, Warble never got her shirt on nope. in this situation. She went back. She was going to put it on, like, no, lay down and, and, and chill out. But now, yeah. Maris is lying in bed with Kai, um, <laughs> post-coital, sweaty, pretty satisfied. Actually, she's lying in bed and he is drawing a bath because the room has a basin in it. Oh, nice. So classy, he, classy he's drawing joint. a bath. So I think this is when Maris, Maris says to Kai, it's been a while since, since I last saw you. The scar. The, yeah. And the scar, the scar, like. The scar. You've, you've got something to tell me, I think. I mean, I could tell you, I don't you know. You could tell me. And why don't you? Oh, all right, all right. Very funny. I forgot how funny you were. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, I got it down on the southern coast of California, moving in towards what was Mexico. Got in a fight with a gang of dudes. Uh, they fucked up Coward pretty bad. He hasn't really been the same since, but it was his own damn fault rushing into things like a fucking idiot. He didn't seem any worse to wear, as far as I could tell. Yeah, you know, it's it's little things. It's little things. You spend enough time with the guy, you start to get his ticks down pretty well. Um, I, I know you never it, took I suppose to it's him. a very nuanced situation between yeah. the two of you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you never took to him, and I don't I don't fault you for it. He's a frustrating motherfucker. Anyway, guy slashed me up pretty bad, but these dudes, they just were fucking relentless. So once he cut me, it came close to my eye and fucking scared the shit out of me. So I basically just, you know, grabbed him, got a knife, got his knife away from him, and then just... Anyway, well, fuck it. No, it's cool. I I, I actually uh, got it into his neck, and then I just started sawing until I was just holding a head. And, uh, man, his buddies got the fuck out of there faster than, well, I don't know. (laughs) Fast shit. Maris isn't too impressed with his words, but the story has managed to rouse her up a little bit, and she she's looking at him like she could go another round. Oh shit! So I see I see what you're doing there. <laughs> I see what you're doing. But like, look. So let me just stop you for a second, because I want to. I don't want to be here under false pretenses, right? I feel like I just want to let you know what I need you to help me do. So the mayor here. Yeah, Ma- Maris lays back down in the bed, and she's she's ready to hear him out and covers herself enough to... Like, oh, we're, we're, don't be like that. 
It's business. You, you want to get it down to business? It's business time. Well, he's uh, sort of regretting his move. Mm-hmm. But all right, all right, all right. You'll either love this or hate it. So uh lady here runs the place. Apparently another lady. How can I put this? So the story goes, oh, fuck, I'm so bad at this. Um, there's a lady here that runs the place. The lake is the lake. She controls the lake, you know? Like, this is her shit, you know? Between the walls and the lake, it's hers. So they used to share it with this other lady who's got some kind of religious bullshit going on. But now, since people started getting sick, Lady B, uh, wants... Mara says, why the fuck aren't you using their names? Okay, okay, okay. Like, who the fuck are these people? Right, 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 right. I got you. Good point. So... So, uh, who the fuck controls Escalante Lake? Okay, uh, her name's Bost. B-O-S-T? A. B-A-S-T. I mean, who gives a shit? You're not gonna write well, it down. But B-A-S-T. <laughs> you, uh, Nerd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so her name's Boss. She's been running this place for forever. She fucking practically built it. So there's this other lady. Uh, she, like, runs a... She's a relig- She's a cult or bunch of followers and shit so they've been using the lake for whatever and her name her name oh yeah uh her name is uh algarvia but don't ask you how to fucking spell it basically <laughs> people call her akachora it's a fancy way to say bitch sounds fair to me so far thing is akachora basically wants uh boss to give up the lake or at least kind of split it her her so they her crew goes by el agua sol the water sun something like that um, something like the water sun. They had like a temple down there. Um, but so like once people started getting sick, Akachora wanted a bigger piece of the pie, kind of to share duties and see if, well, her idea was to heal the lake. And Bost was like, go fucking kill yourself. Like, I don't care. It's not the lake making people sick. For all I know, it's you. Uh, and they got into shit. Uh, Algarvia took her crew and bounced. Uh, but now... Her and Boster at odds, and uh, where'd they go? Where, where, where did they go? The Algarvia and her crew. Uh, they, they got bounced. a they got a camp south of here. What's what's the what's the fucking job then, man? Well, so I'm kind of into it with Bost. Uh, happens I owe a lot of money to a place she happens to own. Just so happens, yeah. 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 Right. I I get you. Yeah. Well, I'm a big guy. That you are. Uh, capable. Agreed. You're going to make me say it. She wants me to kill them all. All of them, huh? Basically start at the head and see how many... How many fall? And you think I... You think we can help you? I know you can help me. It's a matter of if you're willing. It's not our typical jobs. It's not our typical uh, employment. Yeah, I mean, assassination and execution kind of takes the cake of things, but the money's good, and it kind of helped me out of some shit, and it ain't nothing new for either of us. It's not. No, you've definitely killed people before. Well, like, on this level. This level's can, a little extreme. Can, yeah. Tell you what, I'll take you to Bost. She can make her case. And then maybe, you know, I'm not words. I'm not a words. Clearly. Yeah, but I am other things, so... Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> you want to sleep on it? Mara says one more time. And he calls and into bed. Scene. Scene. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this premiere episode of This Wicked Way Comes. We've been Jill Sherman and Matthew Sahaki. DJ Cash Vile was played by Timothy Bronner. Our theme song was written by Garrett DeVoe and Francesca Caruso. 
Apocalypse World was designed and created by Vincent Emigay Baker. This Wicked Way Comes is supported by KFAI.org, Community Radio, 90.3 Minneapolis, 106.7 St. Paul. Episodes are released every other Monday at KFAI.org. Please review, subscribe, and spread the word with your mouth. We sincerely appreciate every one of you who even made it through a single episode of our unrefined speech patterns and questionable humor. We're on Twitter at This Wicked Way. Send your letters, songs, age-appropriate nudes, meatless recipes, creative death threats, and any beautiful art to medusa at thiswickedwaycomes.com. Consider donating to Rain at rainwith2ends.org. Sweet dreams, all my beautiful babies of Radioland, and remember, hold on to the pain. Put your smelly parts together for black dresses with this mind melter called Hell is Real. Support them at blackdresses.bandcap.com. Yeah.